If you're looking for somebody who can hold you tight, we'll walk you to your doorstep each and every night. Take a step in my direction. Walk to me, baby. Take a step in my direction. Come on, come on. Take a step in my direction. Walk my way. Drifting on Memories uh, podcast show. Um, today I have Harvey Reyes from Carnales, Carnales Unidos from uh, from Bakersfield, uh, lowrider car club for many many years. Um, so I, I kind of want to jump right into it, Harvey. If that's okay with you, one of the things that I did want to mention was before um, we get started is uh, I kind of wanted to give a shout out to our plaque man, right? Um, to David, sure. yeah. Um, and, and, and I just kind of wanted to say, David, uh, Lopez is, um, old style plaque making, you know, the brass plaque, the original plaques for, for car clubs. Um, he's uh, relic, um, uh, on Instagram, you can find him relic. Um, I know that he had a, a club for a while called relics also. Um, and, and, and every time I get a plaque made, I go to David. So kind of David is, is our guy right there, right, Harvey? Yes. Uh, one of the things is, uh, Errol, is that uh, I go by Harvey Reyes, but actually it's Harvey Xavier Reyes. Mm-hmm. But we got, I came to uh, Bakersfield when I was in the third grade mm-hmm. and I got Americanized. So they changed my name. My, my buddies, I grew up with the blacks uh-huh. and the neighborhood that it was low income area and uh, they couldn't pronounce Javier. So they said, Forget that, Harvey, Harvey, and Harvey always stood with me wow. since 1963. Wow. Uh, if I go back to Texas, they all call me Javier. If I come to to Cali, uh, they, they go. I go by Harvey. All right, <laughs> Harvey. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, so I've been very blessed. Uh, you know that. You know, I've been around for a while with uh, with this thing with Carson. You know, and I, I'm blessed to be here with you. Talking well, to you also. I, I maybe I didn't get a chance to really introduce you. Like you know, I mean. The, the work that you've done, the community work that you've done, the the mark you you have on lowriding. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm talking about lowrider magazine, role model, uh, a car builder, a founder for your club. Um, Harvey, you, you kind of check all the boxes of what an OG um, is in, in this lowriding game. Um, and, I, and like I said, I, I, I'm excited to talk to you, man. You know, I'm really happy you're doing it. I know you said you're retired. Um, but I want to just jump right into it because I think you have so much history. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, there's a picture of you. Uh, you sent it to me and it looks like a 68 Camaro. Uh, lake pipes, um, biscuit tuck. Um, uh, it looks like you got Craigers on there uh, with the white drum. Like just full on 70 style low riding. Tell me, is that was that your first car? No, that was uh, one of our friend, one of our club members, Nippy Dell. I'm the founder of the car club. I started in 1975, actually April 11, 1975. And that per, that year for Cinco de Mayo, we had a, uh, I worked at East Bakersfield High School here in Bakersfield. And I, I, I was a, a committee counselor and, and worked with at-risk young people. But uh, I, I started in 74 and I retired 2015. I worked 40 years for high school district, mm-hmm. working with young people. And 
So I would bring cars to the high school, do car shows to raise money for the for the young people to continue their education. Okay. Um, but that car was Fidel's car, and I had took it that day because he had to go to work. But yeah, so I was very. And that was 1975. That and Cinco de Mayo week. So that picture is from 1975 Cinco de Mayo. Yes. At a at a car show at a at a high school. It was a lunchtime for oh. to promote one of the car shows we're going to have during the weekend at lunchtime for the students to see that uh, 45th lunch at the high school where I worked at. That's cool, Harvey. That's good community work. So then tell me, what was your first lowrider? And and maybe even how did you even get into that? Well, you know, I graduated, 70, I left the high school in 71 and I went to the Marine Corps in 71. But from 69 to 71, like late 60s, uh, I would say late 69, maybe close to 70, I got me a, a 64 Chevy, and uh, that's my first car that I had at, at high school. Mm-hmm. I graduated from South High School, and uh, I, I bought it during the, we worked in the fields, and uh, my background was my father was working in the fields. So between ninth and 10th grade, I, I bought a 64, and uh, as a sophomore, I drove it to school, and I used to park it like two blocks away from school, uh, so so nobody would report me that I was driving a car to school. <laughs> and and it, it probably now, even to this day, if you have the best car looking in school, you could be the ugliest guy in the world, but you have the best looking girl, you have a nice car. So that was our, our thing, our theme. Uh, so that was my thing to have a car that young. And, uh, but it was a 64. And, uh, uh, you know, that, and then after that, I had other cars, multiple you, cars. You know, what's interesting about that story you just that you just said and, and I caught is that you said you were working the fields in ninth and 10th grade. But you were more afraid of people finding out the school finding out you had a car than you working the fields with your family. Yeah, the work in the field was just a, a, everybody did it. Uh, in Bakersfield, uh, farm labor uh, was probably the highest job opportunity you could you have because we don't have big factories here in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, working the fields from picking onions, picking uh, carrots, uh, picking cotton, all this combination of picking grape. Uh, you know, just different. I that summer that. When I purchased my car, I had enough money to work all summer. I was doing uh, doing uh, alfalfa, uh, irrigating alfalfa, and doing the cotton and sugar beets. So and you were working. Uh, you were working to get to that '64 Impala. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, and that, at the end of the summer, as I was uh, generating enough money to for my father and I, he he signed for me to get the car. I couldn't get it, but he we got the car that way. And why that car, Harvey? Why that car? Why that style? What what sparked that? Um, I think it was uh, the, the area where we were able to afford that, that amount of money that they were asking for that car. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the first car that I saw was 1969. I was a ninth grader, and I was outside the school waiting for the bus to pick us up. And some some brothers, when I say brothers, mm-hmm. African-American guys came by, and they had this car that's going up and down. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that. And I said, man, i got to have something like that because – they were introduced from Los Angeles here in, in, in Bakersfield were in 69 were a slower pace, mm-hmm. you know, more, more not advanced in the lowrider movement as East Los Angeles, Whittier and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I saw that and, and I said, I got to give me one of those when sooner or later. And I, it was another, I remember the car all being beat up, but the guy was going up and down in front of the school. Mm-hmm. And that, that was something amazing to me. And so that, that, I got the bug from that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's what it is, man. It's everybody gets that bug. And I, I love when when you can pinpoint where where you were and what happened, what you saw, they kind of that low rider bug. Um, so that's good. So 
you uh did you start building cars after that was it was it something you were just doing on weekends um and then also um what how did you decide even to do a club well what happened is uh i kept the, the car i took i was i was military police and i was stationed up fresno and i would drive the car to the base where i was, I was stationed at and then when i got out uh i started going to college and then uh, in 73, I got out, October 73, October 4th, 73, I got out. And I started going to Bakersfield College here in Bakersfield. And then in 74, uh, there's a, a, some people from Los Angeles moved to Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were called Righteous Few. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like for more advanced at the low riding. You know, there were like a couple of guys that they called it a car club. Well, some of the guys that we're hanging out with, uh, they started a car club called Shades of Brown. Uh, and then, and then, so there were different group of guys. And, and so I, we started hanging around. It was mainly guys, not guys, but it was a group of guys that my friends were together. And then in uh, the turn of, uh, uh, of 75, we said, you know what, man, we could do this. We could do this guys. But at that time, uh, we had a little bit of, uh, there were, of course, even now, uh, we had a lot of uh, wealth, warfare in, in the neighborhoods, you know, yeah. neighbor, different neighborhoods, yeah. neighborhoods. Gang war, and, yeah. Uh, so, so back then, they had a lot of rallies uh, to bring the neighborhoods together, mm. uh, you know, activists, yeah. you know, keep the movement going, uh, the, the brown movement, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And, and activists, you know, UFW, Cesar Chavez, you know, the, he, he has his own thing going. Yeah. So, uh, but it's sort of said that we got away from that. So, but when we started 75, I said, you know what? The best thing to do, you know, I, when I was at the college, there was a lot of a uh, match uh, movement. You know, yeah. we had rallies, we had some marches at some mm-hmm. 74. Some you of had the high brown school berets? Walked, walked out of the school mm-hmm. uh, and they, they're for different reasons. And uh, I remember uh, we said, hey, you know, let's start a car club, but we have to have a purpose for the car club. You just can't have a car club. And that's why, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, we started in 75 and it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our club's still here. And that's what it kept it. So what we did is I got some guys from different neighborhoods. There's like about five neighborhoods here in Bakersfield at that time. And we all brought different guys from different car clubs and we made it Carnales. Carnales because it's brothers. And then Unidos means united. And so we, we went and give a, like a slang name. Uh, uh, broad movement name, so Carnales Unidos. Nice. Instead of Brothers United. That's so, so good. So we come up with the name Carnales Unidos, and it's still here. Yeah. Uh, all these years we've been out, we've, very, we've been very blessed by God that we never had our car club break up and start another car club. We're always been the same car club, and guys, they, they leave, they leave for different reasons, marriage or, or different things, but they never start another car club. We've always been the same car club. Wow. And to, to me, that's a legacy for itself that uh, a testimony that uh, I think we're in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been the president Harvey the whole time? I, I was a president. I was the founder and I, I ran it for so many years. Uh, I read it from 75 to about 85, 85. And then I took a step down. My, my boys were like uh, probably three and four. One was born in 70, 79, 78, 79. And uh, I wanted to be spent more time to that to sports. And then my job also, uh, you know, I was working seven days a week. It's like everything else. You want to make something work, yeah. you got to be there seven days a week. And my young people, the at-risk young people, you know, they need my attention seven days a week. My children need my attention. And, of course, my wife and I, we've married now. We've been married since 1977. Wow. So we're going 45 years being married together. So Congratulations. all that in combination. But I always had my hands with with the car club, with low riding and all that because uh, I wanted uh, – 
just like myself, a testimony is that my money all went to my cars. I didn't have time to go to to do do negative stuff, to get into drugs, mm-hmm. do other things. So my young people, I wanted them to be involved with with spending their time and their money with cars, with something that that they wouldn't, you know, that, you know, you you're not gonna get nothing out of a car, but you are gonna stay out of out of trouble. If yeah. you get about like with cars and car clubs, because you want to represent your people, you want to represent everybody around you, the positive way. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, uh, do you, do you see low riding in that sense, Harvey? Do you see it like it's like um, it's part of the community work and it's um, and it's involved in the, or, or do you see it as that's a good gang prevention and negative behavior, uh, uh, you know, um, prevention? Well, you know, and now it, it, the the guys that are in the car clubs now, or now they're older. You know, at one time when I was 21, 22, and that was just hitting the right spot for the young people. You know, I think by us having uh, functions, car shows, fundraisers, uh, whatever we do, young people come around. But I, I think we're not reaching the young people that much as we used to because we were at the same level. Yeah. Now guys are 50, 60. They're, they're, they're more Big generational to, gap. There's a, yeah. yeah. They're going to, they're into small cars. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, really, it's got out of control having a, a low rider. Because now it's just, the money is ridiculous. So expensive, yeah. Cars. And yeah. before we were in a car, you were good. Mm-hmm. And, and people looked at it. Now, you can't really afford it. A person that's 18, 19, can't afford a car that's worth forty or fifty thousand no more. That's right. Can. Yeah. Uh, and, and I sort of said, but uh, I just had a meeting earlier at a high school, and we, we're doing a uh, a rally, and we're gonna try to hit the with maybe some shootings in the neighborhood. Mm. So we're gonna bring uh, cars, and we're gonna bring some speakers to that area to promote unity, and uh, and, and hopefully we make a, a little. We could save a couple of lives, or we could put a bug in somebody's ear, hey, stay away from what's going on. That's all. Or follow us, follow, then that, uh, we'll be successful. Yeah, so that's right, Harvey. Good man. I, I, am I'm, I'm glad you're, you're, you know, already touching on this and already talking about it and gave, you know, your whole life to, uh, to, uh, to your culture and your people. That's, that's really admirable. I, I really admire that um, from you and your wife and your, and your, and your boys. I think that. Boy, every, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, without their support, mm-hmm. I couldn't have been done this. And of course. You know, we all gone to church. You know, I've been in church all my life, mm-hmm. and and you know what, the direction that God engaged me, engaged me the, the energy, and the courage to go to some neighborhoods and talk to my kids when the, you're not, I was not wanted by their older brothers or their parents because I was sending the wrong message to them to stay in school, be good, and they were not teaching that at home. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I had some struggles, but. You know, I, I came ahead and they came ahead also. That's right. That's right. Let's go back to those days. You're talking about 79 and 80 and, uh, you know, um, 78, 79, 80 and the beginning of uh, earlier than that, the beginning of Carnales Unidos. Um, it seemed like and, and this is a question that kind of always comes up or I hear, you know, um, longtime lowriders say the same thing too, you know, like they say there was a lot more unity. It felt like there was more unity. It felt like there was more shows. The shows had causes, you know, like a cause. Um, but also at the same time, at the, the flip side, they say there was a lot of, a lot of gang activity, a lot of gang warfare between that. Can you, what do you, what do you remember about those days cruising in Bakersfield? Well, 
you know, for, for us here in Bakersfield, we never had that issue. Uh, the, the issue of, of, of people having problems with car clubs now, we never had that issue because we're a smaller town than some bigger, like down south. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there, we have, we're just a little trickle of sand mm-hmm. compared to some towns in, down south, you know, and then each town is a gang in down south, you know, and, you know, you know, they all have, and for us, it's, it's a smaller town mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, we never had an issue, but the, the car itself, the car clubs got along very well. Um, and again, there were at that time, back in the beginning of uh, 75, well, we had only maybe two or three car clubs. We had Carnales Unidos, we had Chaser Brown, we had La Suavecita, so it was a car club. Nice. Uh, Laura and Baking, a couple of girls started a car club. They wanted to come to us, but we were not. We didn't allow girls in our car club because mm-hmm. it was just it didn't mix well. Yeah. So they were. So they started their own car club. That's right. Uh, but at that time, we just there was only certain clubs, not that many. And again, uh, the youth was not like today. Uh, today, car car clubs still do a lot of fundraisers, but they do it for different for people. Somebody's passed away. Mm-hmm. They do it for some. Uh, of need or if you know things like that but um you know the, the i don't i don't remember a, a, a fundraiser that would raise money for a neighborhood to say kids stay away from drugs or anything mm-hmm. like that yeah you know i don't recall that yeah that back in the days we did now it's more like uh more like organizations thing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So take me back, man. Take me back to uh, I, I don't know too much about the the scene in Bakersfield, but I do know in Lowrider magazines, they there's this famous kind of not not a bridge, but an arch, and it says Bakersfield. And I see a lot of cars. I've seen cars kind of park in front of it and snap the picture. I've seen it in Lowrider magazine, but in that time, take me back. What was it like? What was cruising in that area like? Well, uh, we used to have a. a a cruising area was called California Avenue and we'll cruise from Union all the way to Mount Vernon and all that it was like a three miles trip and people from out of town will come we have uh, Delano will come Porterville those are the outskirt towns outskirt towns that will come like 20 30 miles will come to Bakersfield and cruise the street but that arch originally was a Union California mm-hmm. and, and back in the days it was a motel called the Bakersfield Inn and that was real famous mm-hmm. Uh, and that was right there, and it was a bridge. People walk across to the motel, and they would cross across to the the restaurant and all that stuff that was co- combined. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So later on, uh, a guy named Buck Owens, a uh, country music guy here from Bakersfield, he moved that and took it to another place and and, and put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody sees now. Okay. It's, uh, it's that's that's been it was done probably maybe. 10, 20 years ago, it was moved mm-hmm. to that area. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Union Avenue became a, a, a street like any other town that, you know, everybody moved out and everybody, the, the unwanted people, wherever, you know, the homeless people came in mm-hmm. and took over. You, I, I've talked to some some guys that have been low riding since the early 70s, mid 70s. Um, and they told me, even guys from Lifestyle, and they said they've been around that long. They said, we used to, uh, or and guys from, lifestyle and group and um uh guys that were from majestics early in the days they say we used to cruise from la to bakersfield and and all of them said like they there used to be this show there i, I think i don't know if it was rg canning show or something but it was it was the thing to do you jumped in the in the ride 
you jumped in the low rider, five twenties down the high, down the five up to Bakersfield. For some reason, they they say Bakersfield, Bakersfield, Bakersfield. I don't know if it was a, a big show or what. We were the only ones that were hard. We started doing the car show in '77, and uh, from '77 to early '87, we would do them at the fairgrounds, and uh, they would come. They, I mean, I, I mean, they they cover the fairgrounds. And uh, I mean, I could see like yesterday. I mean, all the car clubs we had, City from San Diego, and of course, mm-hmm. Lifestyle's been around forever. Group, mm-hmm. uh, the Majestics. Yeah, uh, City's, just City's an old yeah. school club. And, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, they all came from uh, from Los Angeles. We used to uh, hire Danny Bucks and Carlos. Uh, both of them were from Group. One time in 74, 75, Bucks was the president, Carlos was a VP from East Los Angeles. Back then, there was not too many chapters, it was just mainly a East Los Angeles, or you know, now they have East, Southern. Right. You know, different car clubs have different, different chapters, chapters Orange right. County, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But we have uh, we had different people. We had, used to have people come to Texas because back then in the early seventies, they used to call them Lowrider conventions. Okay. And, uh, the first car show that we were associated in seventy seven went to uh, Los Angeles called Great Western mm-hmm. Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now they made a bunch of apartments. And we went to a show there, mm. and uh, I mean, it was it was sponsored by the Imperials and uh, Music Connection. I'm trying to think of the yeah. and I Spirit Car Club. Nice, seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but yesterday for me, you know, because at the end of the day, and when God calls our name, I think that's all we have is memories. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you uh, for for being a part of it. To me, it's like. I was tell I was talking to your son, uh, Cerilo, and I was saying, you know what? If we don't capture these stories and these memories, then you know, unless you unless somebody knows you personally, they're not going to hear these stories, you know. And I I kind of want to get back to that car too. That you don't see too many. You said that was your your friends in the club, but it looked like a '68 Camaro, and like I said, leg pipes and everything. Was that was that the style? The white drums? What was it like? That was a style. What happened is uh, they call them lakeside pipes. And, uh, and and we, Craigers, we, you know, really in the 60s, all of us had, had here in Bakersfield, uh, even Los Angeles, well, Los Angeles felt a little different, but for Bakersfield, we had Baby Moons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob, those are nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the Supremes, and then for the Supremes, we went to the Craigers or Star Wires, and, and we started moving up, and then and then the, the Zenas came around, uh, the, the Rockets mm-hmm. came around. So as as you start, and now they're coming back to True Spokes. It's coming back again. Uh, people want True Spokes, and we couldn't we couldn't wait to get rid of our our our, our, our True Spokes and get the defense <laughs> and the knockoffs. Uh, we always had the five twenties, you yeah. know, the thirteens, fourteens, and uh, and when the radio tires came out, uh, the Michelin radio tires, we wanted those because we were tired of the five twenties because you couldn't drive them that far because they shake a lot and. And now everybody wants the 520s again, the Premier Sportways. I mean, so it's like, we're going back to, it's just like fashions come around. Um, you know, I, I wish my, the fashion for my hair would come back because I had enough for a while back then. Now, I mean, as we get older, we lose our hair. But, you know, you see young people, young kids with the afros and, I, I mean, and the bell bottoms, you know, uh, you know, the whole thing. And it's just like, it comes around and after, it's like any style and after a little bit, it comes back again. Comes back again. But, <laughs> but people are 61, 62, 63. They have never gone away, mm-hmm. you know. The the Volks Volks wagons came around, the the, the Corvettes, low Corvettes came around. Yeah. Uh, the mini trucks went, and now they're coming back again. Yeah. Uh, so there's some styles that that come and go, 
but the really true lowrider chord has never gone away. Mm-hmm. The 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, those have always been there yeah. from day one, from yeah. day one. Um, what was I going to ask, Harvey? Um, you know, the that style car, those cars, um, I, I, I hear people say there was a time where low riding kind of lost its popularity almost and a lot of maybe it was like er, er, um mid 80s late 80s early 90s that it lost a lot of like the momentum it had in the 70s early 80s the strong golden era you know of low riding but people like you uh that stuck around i think it's just it's just like a rarity almost you know i think i think when low riding lost a lot of popularity a lot of people retired, got away from it, restarted families, like you said, had jobs, whatever, went to prison. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like if people like you that stuck around to say, yeah, I was there in 75 and I'm still here low riding. You know, I think it's such a rarity. It's such a gem. Well, you know, I just be again, blessed by God that I'm able to good health, first of all. And I, I'm fortunate that, you know, I have a good support group. And one thing that, that I mentioned, uh, forgot to mention, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, all the car clubs, either Los Angeles or Vegas, we used to do, do dances and and bring all the young people. Now, you know, we have to be in bed by a certain time in the evening. You know, it's no longer we stay up at 2 or 3 in the morning, you know, because we're not 21, 22, 23, 24. But those things have gone away because back then, if you could ask anybody from the old school, we used to have club dances. And now it's just like, it's, it's a little different era, but... But uh, I, I I would think uh, uh, the 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 movement the car thing is it's always been around. Uh, Lowrider magazine went down between eighty seven and ninety around there, so the really it sort of stopped because the the Lowrider magazine was our bible mm-hmm. to lowriding. Right. And uh, you know some of the guys kept the cards; they stood there. But really, when we have nothing to look. People want to see their events in some printed on something, um, and and uh, you know from the guys Sunny Madrid that mm-hmm. and Larry Gonzalez started all this back in '77. I mean they were instrumental of bringing the culture mm-hmm. together from San Jose, mm-hmm. and that's why Story and King in San Jose is real famous because that's where they started with a magazine area because yeah. they were from up there. And of course Sunny Madrid, what may he rest in peace? He was from. Uh, Visalia, but Larry, Larry, he's from Hollister, a good friend of mine, and for many years, and and he was instrumental traveling back and forth from probably 78, 79 through 85. I worked for the magazine, okay. and I used to deliver the magazine. My wife and my kids would get in, and we'll go from Pixley all the way to Arvin, the little towns, <laughs> mom and pop's little store, and drop wow. magazines every month, and, and this is incredible. Uh, some people be waiting by the store because wow. they knew around that week I'll be coming dropping the new magazine, and uh, so that what kept kept the movement going. That's right. And when the magazine died out, it just it just the low writing sort of faced faced away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but but in ninety one ninety two I believe is when it came back. Mm-hmm. Then it started picking momentum on, on the on the scene of low writing again. Yeah. And now yeah. it's pretty heavy. Now it's the uh, I would think it's a lot of it's about money because you go to the car shows and uh, you you know everybody wants to win something, but you gotta win. And it seems like the more money you put in a car, it, it, that's the way you're gonna win. Yeah, you know, you longer could win with Kragers or, or or spokes. 
a primary <laughs> job, regular interior, yeah, uh, a little aerosol paint job. You can't do that no more. No white drums. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And then you know now they got all these LED lights in the cars. You know back then we had show lights. We put little lights in the bottom, get them from a truck stop, put them in the bottom of each wheel. Yeah, and we had a little, a little little switch inside, and we turn them on off and on. Now it's all. I mean, just. I, per- I prefer that style, though, Harvey. I prefer the style that you come from, where they used to use the white cotton around the tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like that, that style. We did, we did that, and then, uh, you know, make, have our wife somebody make us a little show sign, and uh, now the show signs are between $250 dollars each. Oh, yeah, that's, a, more, that's a good price. Know. Yeah, that's a great price. You were talking about, I want to hear more about that, uh, the women's car club out there in Bakersfield, and then also you and I talked a little while ago and you said that you guys would grow up, go out to other areas and they had other eth- um, ethnicities had other car clubs. Well, uh, on the girls club that we had here, uh, there's uh, uh, the only club that I recall was uh, Suavecitas and then a, a club came around called Monte Carlos and they have gross, gross and guys, but, uh, but and they came from a chapter of San, of San Fernando because San Fernando had a car club called Monte Carlos, a string of Monte Carlos. Okay. But, uh, I remember back in the in the seventies, I had gone to Santa Clara Fairgrounds, uh, in San Jose, and I saw all these guys that were Anglo, and they were from Hayward, and they were lowriders. And and, and a know, white a white lowrider club, or they were just they, they didn't have a club. They okay. they didn't have a club, but they were just a, just friends. But they're all white. They were all white lowriders, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. long hair, wow. you know, white t shirts. So, but I really didn't see this. Down south, now we saw hard riders, right? But no low riders. What city down was south. this? Where was this? Well, down in Bakersfield, we had uh, we had hard riders, but they were white, right? But in Hayward or San Jose area, mm-hmm. they were low riders, not hard riders. They were low riders, just like us. They yeah. had they had the Chicano style, just like right now. Uh, uh, Japan has a lot. Of, you ever see Japan? Yeah, Those yeah. Look like Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. But they have low riders. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the culture of we, our culture has gone all over the United States, all over the world. All over the That's, world. Yeah, different, uh, you know, London, just the, the style and the way they dress. They dress just like Chicanos. Yeah. What What is it? How do you see low riding today, Harvey? How do you see it like in the future? How do you see it today? What do you see? And then how do you see it in the future? I know we talked a little bit about the expense of it, you know, and and I always try to encourage young people too to start off anywhere. You know, I I know for me, every car I had, it started off a project, you know, and little by little do do what I can to it. Um, but where do you see it today, and how do you see it in the future? Well, you know, when you know, again, you know, cars, paint job, hydraulics. You know, my first car that I had, and it had to lower down. I had sandbags in the trunk to make it look like a lowrider look down because I couldn't afford the hydraulics. Now, if you're a lowrider, you don't have a hydraulics. It's like you're not a true roller lowrider. You have to have hydraulics, not airbags, but hydraulics. Uh, and I would say, is your choice of airbags or, or hydraulics, or do or your choice of having a regular paint job, a little bit pinstripe, or putting this twenty thousand dollar paint job on a car, twenty dollars, twenty thousand dollars in the interior, twenty thousand dollars all the ancient chrome. I mean. It just combination of things. It, it's you know the guy that really wants to be a car and put him a show. Sometimes they really can't do that because they feel out of place. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I, I wish it was back where you, you could take a normal car and just fix it up a little bit and you would do okay or, or people appreciate it. I, you know, for our car club, we have, we, we have some nice cars, but I think we take our cars not to win. We, we want people to appreciate what we have. And then if you, my car brings memories of when he was young, 20, 30 years ago, I, that's my trophy right there, our trophy. Yeah. And I think other car clubs are the same thing. Yeah. There's some car clubs out there. Uh, it's just, just what they still want to dress up those cars to their liking. And I know somebody would take pictures because they said, man, that was just like me back in the days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I think some of the biggest, some of the biggest like um, pleasure I've gotten out of showing my car is that connection with people with either people, strangers coming up and say, man, I love this car. I, I, you know, this is my favorite car. This is my dream car. My uncle had one, my dad had one, or even amongst friends and just, you know, hanging out around and talking about cars. And I think that that's one of my biggest thing anywhere, anywhere, any place I take my car to, or I, I tag along with somebody with their car is that, that compliment, you know, and that connection with the community. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, we have, the only thing about now, is that we have all this uh, social media and it's bring us connections with other people from all over the world. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more unity now where you can connect with somebody. I got friends that I have made friends through, through the social media or a car show and then we make connections. And before it wasn't that way, it was just like, you might know a couple of people now, you're, uh, you know, just combination, just it's, it's, it's way better now for the communication mm-hmm. than it was before. Yeah. Um, I think the style of car, uh, there's still some uh, rod rotters that, that fix up their cars a little bit, like the, the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. Custom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now it's, but uh, I was, we were at a car show not too long ago and, and, and in Vegas, and I was just amazed by the quality of, of work that they do to these vehicles. And it takes money to do that. Yeah, yeah. A normal person that works Monday to Friday from eight to five and then makes minimum wage. There's no way they could fix a car like that. Right. You have to save a lot of money or you have to go get a loan. And, uh, and which a lot of us have get, got loans and we still paint on a loan. It's like a house. And we can find, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Right. But you know what? at the end of the day, it's what we want. It's like you pay for what you want. So and, what, yeah. So what's the secret then, Harvey? Maybe that's my next question is what's the secret for this longevity like yourself is in, in this, in this culture? in this low riding culture. You have to believe on what you're doing. As like I said earlier, I worked 40 years with average people and I believe what I was doing, trying to help these young people become better adults because eventually they will be adults. Uh, I believe that by being involved with cars, helps people communicate, makes people a better person. Uh, And we're all role models. You're a role model, I'm a role model. My sons are role models. And the reason I say that because people are looking up to us as to, you know, sometimes our answer is in front of our face. Mm. But if you hear from somebody else or, or you hear from somebody else or, or stories like I'm talking to you, you know, there's probably thousands of guys that, that do what I do or done, but they never get the, the, the light or where they never, nobody ever gets interviewed or they, and when I fix up my cars, I don't do it for myself. I do it for the people or somebody out there that wish they had it. Yeah, uh, I was very fortunate that I had a good job all these years. I had a fortune that my wife had a good job, and and we made some good decisions in the in the forty five years we've been married, financial wise. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was able to 
afford what I can't, what, what, what I have. Yeah. And uh, I'm blessed by that. And then my sons also, you know, you know, when you look for role models, our best best role model is in front of you, which is our parents. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, maybe not, maybe not, but you as an adult will find out if that's the direction you want to take. And, you know, my wife and I have been, been very good role models to my, our children yeah. and to other young people Yeah. also. But they see us, and of course, you know, I want some of that, which is like, I want the car, I want the house, I want... You know that type of stuff. So I uh, went that kind of job. Yeah. So how can I get that kind of job? Yeah. yeah, and you, you, you know, you come off very proud of your family. You come off very proud of your culture, your the car club. You know the 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 work you've done with at risk youth. Um, and, and you are an example. You're definitely a positive example. Um, so I appreciate that. And and I think and maybe that's why I even ask you like, hey, what's the answer? How do how does someone like me? How do we stick around? 45, 50 years in no writing. We were homeless in 1963 in Wheeling, California. Uh, we were we lived under a bridge. Uh, we were picking tomatoes out there in Wheeling, by Sacramento. And it's, it's called Wheeling, California. And, it, and uh, they didn't want to rent to us because we were Hispanic. And uh, finally, the farmer found out where we're staying at because they would see us in our green stage, 59 Ford stage wagon, my dad with all our clothes inside. And they would see us go to work from the sun up and the sun down, and then we disappear. And then finally, you ask, what are you doing? What do you guys stay at? And we said, we're under the bridge right there down the street. And I remember once in a while, I put gas on, uh, on uh, gas age 76, because what happened is they would let us use the restroom. And I never forget that. So the, the farmer finally gave us a house, uh, a little check, and we lived there for all that, for the summertime. We worked picking tomatoes for the farmer. So those things made me a stronger person that when, when, how can I give back to the, the people or how can people give back? Cause it goes from, from me to somebody, to somebody, somebody. So we have to promote that as, as, as care about other people and work hard at what you do. Cause this way your child, could, they see you and they, they pass it on. You know, we all have something to offer to somebody else, you know, some, you know, by this program, we're watching, there'll be 10 years from now, if I be another person just like you, Raul, trying to do the same thing, because they remember they saw you mm-hmm. doing this to, for the, you know, and yeah. there's no money involved. It's just something that is out of your heart and, and your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Harvey. Um, you are definitely a lowrider role model, and that's why there's your episode of <laughs> lowrider role model. Um, Harvey, let's talk about your cars now. Let's talk about what you're rolling in right now. Um, in that episode, it, w- it it seemed like a Cadillac, like a big body Cadillac. Is that what that was? Well, I have a, I, uh, I built a, I built different cars, but uh, I have bought a, in, 19, in 1990, I bought a 64 Impala and I fixed it up and I still have it in my garage. Um, a 64 Impala, a super sport. It came in Lowrider Magazine, came in the front page. Mm. I also have, a, right now, in the last so many years, 18 years, 19 years, I have a big body uh, Cadillac, a 94. Uh, I just recently came from Vegas show. I took first place in my category. That's right. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, you know, just a long process, but uh, I've been very fortunate that I work with good people that help me out also. It's beautiful. I, I want you to talk about it, though. I want you to tell, like, the patterns. I know it's patterned out. It's... it. it it looks like a, a, a blue candy. It looks like, you know, just chrome undercarriage, like so nice. 
Well, let me talk about 64 because my 64, I, I will sell my Cadillac and I'll sell probably not my Cadillac. My son gave me a Cadillac, but I will sell my, my Lincoln. I have a Lincoln, and but a 64, I will never sell that because it reminds me when I had a 64 back in mm. back in the 70s. That's right. You know, you always remember the first car. And uh, so, but my 64 is two-tone. It's light brown and a ruby and, and, and burgundy top. Mm. I, I took it to Vegas years ago and I took first place. Everybody liked that car because they never seen a car cut in half different colors. Yeah, right. You know, solid or the top, and so that car it just uh, it also you know a Lowrider magazine front page. You don't see that though. You don't see that. As soon as you told me the colors, and I'm sure I've seen the car, but as soon as you told me, I'm like, oh, root beer, and then and then a burgundy. I was like, right away, I was like, oh no. But I, I obviously when you when things work, they work, and when you see it and. And I, I mean, I, it happens to me all the time. I'll hear about a car and I'll be like, yeah, that's not going to work. And then you see it and you're like, man, how did this person even think about that? How did they make that work where everybody's too afraid to do that? Yes. And so sometimes you, you take a step forward and you want to make, make sure it's the right step. And and uh, so that by 64, it's, it's I mean, I just have an owner selling. I, I'm going to start showing it this year off and on. And sometimes, you know, you have too many toys and you, got, you can't do too much. But my wife gets mad, but once in a while, because I, uh, you know, the money we spend on, because, you know, everything now, you know, back then we should drive our cars where we went. Now we have a truck. Right. We don't have a truck. We need a trailer. Uh, we, you know, we, the majority, I would say a lot of guys would take the cars in trailers or enclosed trailers right. to the car shows. You know, no, really, nobody really drives their cars. I mean, some guys will off and off, but not when you drive it out on every car show. Yeah. And then, I work, of course, my, my Cadillac is called, my my 64 is called Game for Life. That's the name of my car, Game for Life, because I'm Game for Life. My, this game has been in my life That's all right. my life. That's right. That's the car. And then my Cadillac's uh, Good Times. Mm-hmm. Go back in the days, uh, there's a song called by Cheek called Good Times. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of Good Times when I was younger. Nice. The good times. And it has different candies. A friend of mine named Adam Stone painted it out of Porterville. A guy named Mike Lambertson pinstriped it. Oh, Mike um, Lambertson, yeah, yeah, famous pinstriper, yeah. Joe and and uh, Joe from California Postery did oh, that wow. interior. California so, Postery, yeah. Many years ago, he did that. Wow. Uh, you know, so uh, that car, but uh, I'm be blessed. Uh, I have a car that's coming out in '81 Lincoln Canero, and and that's gonna be it's gonna top the rest of my cars. Is that right? And it's called the last chapter. Nice. That's, you know, I'm going to be 70 coming up and 70, 70 years old. And I, I, I still have the fire, but sometimes, you know, I get tired. So that's why this is my last car, you know, that this I'm going to build or I'm ever going to have in my life. Nice. Yeah. The final chapter you said? The final chapter. Nice. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see it, Harvey. I know it's going to be amazing. Even if you're, if you're coming out to say like, hey, this is going to be the top. This is going to top everything. That's, that's well, something. I mean, I, the last chapter, you know, it's like, you know, if, if one day God will call me and, and it's my last chapter. I mean, it's just in life. You know what I mean? I, I think I, I done what I need to do and hopefully somebody learned from what I've done in the past with my young people uh, from the school and then my, 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 my brothers from low riding for all the car clubs. You look um, great, man. You look great for being almost 70, you know, and, and and your fire in uh, in your drive and is just amazing, man. And that's gonna, another reason why I mentioned like, yeah, I I hope to have that longevity like you, the low riding be part of my life, you know, uh, for so so many years. 
Yeah, uh, it, you know, I would say it's, it's in the blood, but you know, my I have three boys and none of them are what I'm doing. Uh, one started and then he he uh, he he had other uh, responsibilities. They felt that it, you know, so he he gave me the cat like like ten years, twelve years ago, and then and I fixed it up a little bit. He already fixed it up, Cirilo, uh, but and then he just uh, opportunity will probably hopefully will come back. You know, and hopefully I'm still alive when he comes back. And if not, hopefully when I'm gone, uh, he would come in and join the club like he was before. Because at one time he was a, a, a vice president of the club. and uh, A so. lowrider too. Well, I'll, I'll say this. He's a great guy. I was talking to Sadie Lower earlier. Uh, great guy. Um, but I want to say that your your dedication to lowriding, your commitment, your life is is an example for not only your family it's for for us lowriders you know for perfect for strangers you know we'll look up to you and be like man this guy did it for that long you know so i think it's, that it's, good. there's no just do the, the right do the right thing and everything falls in place with everything else in life i mean to me i'm a firm believer on that you know and that's why it lasted long and then you know one of my my health reasons is because i always took care of my body uh, and, and, and I took care of the low riding part too, took care of my family, my sons, my, you know, the whole thing, I, uh, church. So yeah. everything comes to play, you know, you know, there's steps of, of life to, mm-hmm. to be successful. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not where you start, it's at the end where you finish, you know. That's right. It's yeah, not so. where you start, it's where you finish, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harvey, maybe, uh, I, thank you, man. Thanks for spending some time with us and uh, sharing your life. And it just sounds amazing from where you started and, you know, um, and what you talked about your family history. You know, I think it's probably be an awesome book. But thank you, you know, for, for everything you've done and for for spending time with us here and, and, and letting us know what, where and what can we, you know, see from Carnales Unidos. How can how can we support? How can we go to shows? Maybe somebody's interested in start in, in joining the club. What's a good way to contact you and see what you're doing? Well, you know, we live in Bakersfield. And we have uh, right now we have a chapter in Fresno, Canales Unidos, and then we have one in Merced, also up north, uh, Canales Unidos. And uh, you know, I'm I'm very. We, at one time we had like five chapters, but as time went and, and they closed down, uh, the, the the drive wasn't there for whoever was running the chapters. But uh, we're fortunate that I'm blessed that we still strong in those Fresno, Bakersfield, and Merced. Uh, you know, my number, you know, my number is uh, 661-340-1207. Uh, you know, I had the number since cell phones came around. Uh, I never <laughs> changed it. Uh, you know, some of the calls I make to different car club guys, they change the numbers and I, and then there's no, you know, just, but that number has been with me for so as well. Whenever they invented cell phones, I was going to say when they did the pager thing, but uh, <laughs> that different number when I had a pager. Uh, but you know, but that's about it. But uh, I, I just been blessed, and uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing because you know what, if this people see this, and I, and I know they will, uh, they probably appreciate what you do to keep this thing going because you know you're you're young, and. Uh, we older people need to share this information with you. So this information doesn't go away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People need to know where we came from. You know, uh, you know, we came from Texas, a border town. Uh, we came to California and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to die here in Bakersfield mm-hmm. and it's going to be thousand, thousand miles away that maybe all my friends are gone already. I don't know, mm-hmm. 
but it's it's not like I said. Now when you start, where you end up at, and hopefully you could say my life was was worth living than yeah. not. You know, especially now these days. You know, and uh, I can't preach more about drugs and alcohol, but I just know that you know do the right thing, do make good decisions in life, yeah. and uh, tomorrow will be a better day. Thank you. Thank you, Javier, Javier, Harvey Reyes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your life and sharing that with us and and supporting us in our culture. Um, I really only thing I really hope, man, is that I'm able to to see you in person sometime, you know, and, and, and hang out with you in person and see your cars and hear your stories. Um, but I know that we, you know, that safety's first and that, you know, I'm not even too far, maybe three hours away. So it's hopefully. my pleasure. Thank you know, so much. safety. I got six shots. I'll get one more. I don't care. You know what? Mm-hmm. They're free. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to preach about that. Yeah. You know, I'll get, you know, I, I'm good. Uh, yeah. You know, and then, of course, I got a guy behind my back. God, he got my back. God. Right. So I'm, I'm good. Thank you again. But thanks for what you do. Thank you. What you do with this program. And uh, hopefully uh, you continue doing this and keep the energy going, you know, and the time that you have to do this, too. All right. Awesome. Thank you. There we are. Thank you, Harvey. Thanks for everything. We're going to stay in touch and we're going to look out for you and we're going to look out for the final chapter, uh, Lincoln, and we're excited for it. Thank you. Thank you very much.